Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Chijun. Coming up in this edition, Hamas says Israel will not be able to recover any of its hostages unless it engages in talks over conditional swap deals. Chinese President Xi Jinping is scheduled to pay a state visit to Vietnam starting Tuesday. And Javier Milei has been sworn in as the new president of Argentina. Starting with the latest developments of the Palestine-Israel conflict, Hamas is insisting that Israel will not be able to recover any of its hostages unless it engages in talks over conditional swap deals. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has told Hamas to surrender amid heavy fighting across Gaza. He claims that dozens of Hamas soldiers have surrendered to Israeli forces. Hamas maintains that it is still fighting back as Israeli troops reach the heart of harmed units in southern Gaza. Associated Press reporter Philip Crowther has more from Jerusalem. The uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu saying that he believes this is. The beginning of the end for Hamas. His office says that Hamas fighters are now surrendering. That this shows that Hamas leadership is weakening. His office also saying that there are 117 hostages still being held by Hamas. It's in the south, though, now where there is now a focus of the uh, Israeli uh, military right now. A ground operation underway there as well. Residents saying that they are hearing continuous gunfire, artillery strikes, and air strikes. There's the possibility for the Israeli military of achieving a symbolic, but also a strategic、uh, success in Khan Yunus, because it believes that this is a Hamas stronghold, a symbolic one as well, because Hamas leaders are believed to be in Khan Yunus in the southern Gaza Strip. Now, Israel's operations facilitated, of course. By the military and diplomatic aid from the United States, and most important there, of course, the emergency sale that was okayed by the Biden administration of over 100 million dollars worth of tank ammunition, precisely the kind of weaponry that Israel has used to flatten entire neighborhoods in northern Gaza already. That was Associated Press reporter Philip Crowther in Jerusalem. More on the Israel-Palestine conflict. The World Health Organization says it will be all but impossible to improve the catastrophic health situation in Gaza, even after its board passed an emergency motion to secure more medical access. A team from Doctors Without Borders has arrived in Gaza from the Rafah crossing to provide specialized medical care to the injured. Noah Harazin went to a hospital to check out the situation. Here inside the Shohada Al-Aqsa Hospital, which is located in、uh, Deir Al-Balahsiri in、uh, Middle Gaza, the situation is just going from bad to worse in the light of the lack of fuel, medicine, and medical supplies.、Uh, doctors Without Borders actually have their own tent here to assist the、uh, hospital, the Shohada Al-Aqsa Hospital, and also to observe the situation here inside the hospital. They do. Wounded dressing. They have their own surgeons inside the、uh, hospital, and they even have their own、uh, mental health、uh, program to help the、uh, children, specifically, go through uh, this uh, tragedy. Let's go inside and talk to、uh, MSF. 
the hospital is receiving constant influx of wounded. Um, since uh, December 1st, the hospital has received more than 1,500 um, people through the ER. Out of this 1,500, nearly um, 500 actually arrived uh, dead already here in the hospital. So the hospital is just trying to cope in whatever way it can uh, with the current situation. That's why MSF, we, uh, we're trying to support um, the MOH here in Alaksa um, in its surgical capacity. So we have, um, we have surgeons inside the hospital um, providing orthoplastic uh, surgery. Um, we also um, are doing a lot of wound dressing, such as in the tent here. The first day we arrived um, in Alaksa Hospital, about 40% of the um, patients that we saw in the wound dressing um, units were children under the age of 15. That was a member of Doctors Without Borders on providing medical help in Gaza. In Asia, Chinese President Xi Jinping is scheduled to pay a state visit to Vietnam starting Tuesday. It's the first such visit since 2017. This year marks 15 years since China and Vietnam established a comprehensive strategic cooperative partnership. Dong Xue has more from the streets of Hanoi. The expectations are high here in Hanoi ahead of Chinese President Xi Jinping's state visit. Well, we arrived ahead of the visit and I hid on the street and asked the people about their expectations about this trip. They're calling for a strengthening cooperation between China and Vietnam, the two socialist countries. Well, President Xi is expected to cement ties with his Vietnamese counterparts to a strengthening cooperation in political, trade, economy, cultural, and people-to-people exchanges. And also, uh, the high expectations are on the both two, the two sides will elevated, elevated its diplomatic relations to a higher degree and said that, you know, President, over the next two days, President Xi is also expected to meet with Vietnamese General Secretary Ron Fu Chong and the President Von Van Chong and the Prime Minister as well as the Congressional Chairman. That was Dong Xue previewing President Xi Jinping's state visit to Vietnam that starts on Tuesday. Staying in China, Hong Kong has held its first district elections under the region's revamped electoral system. It aims to ensure the principle of patriots administering Hong Kong. Voters have elected 176 district committee constituency councillors and 88 geographical constituency councillors. An Chen reports. There are over 600 polling stations across the city, and I'm currently outside one of them in Central District. The weather is fine today. It's a great day to come out and vote. Now, because we are part of Hong Kong, and Hong Kong is a big family, and everybody should love the family and come out and vote and share our responsibility in building a beautiful and Happy Hong Kong. I think all candidates are really suitable candidates. So, you know, um, and in particular one, no, but um, so far, I just picked the one that I choose, that's all. This election is held every four years, and it's the first district-level election after an overhaul that ensures that only patriots govern the city. The candidates who want to run in the election must also pass a national security background check and secure at least three nominations from several committees. And meanwhile, ballots for this year's election are dominated by established parties. Almost three-fifths of candidates are from major pro-establishment groups. He also said candidates from this revamped election are those who will serve Hong Kong's interests and not betray Hong Kong and the country. 
That was Anne Chen on Hong Kong's district elections. Turning to South America, new Argentine President Javier Milei has signaled radical reforms as he takes office. He has taken over a country in crisis with inflation nearing 150 percent. Milei said the public should prepare for drastic public spending cuts. Joe Richards reports from Buenos Aires. A new era begins for Argentina with the libertarian Javier Milei sworn in as president on Sunday. The outsider promises a radical shift in this country. He said he will end decades of failure, but warned there will be drastic shock therapy for the economy in the coming months. Milei said there is no alternative available. Si un país carece de reputación, como lamentablemente es el caso de Argentina. If a country is lacking in reputation, as is unfortunately the case with Argentina, business will not invest until they see a fiscal readjustment bringing it down. And no less important, for gradualism, it is necessary that there is financing. And unfortunately, I have to tell you again that there is no money. Milay transformed Argentina's political landscape and political agenda during the campaign. He was often seen wielding a chainsaw. But beyond the theatrics, he must now govern the country, which faces one of its worst crises in decades. Present at the ceremony on Sunday were Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky, but also members of the global far right, from former Brazil President Jair Bolsonaro to the Hungary Prime Minister Viktor Orbán, all signalling a shift in Argentina's foreign policy. Milay won the presidency on the promise of change, and on day one in office. He has guaranteed unprecedented change for this country. That was Joe Richards on looming changes in Argentina under the new president. In Africa, Egyptians are heading into the second day of the country's presidential election. Sitting President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi is facing three other candidates. The National Election Authority is expected to call the winner outright next week if a candidate receives an absolute majority in a first round of voting. Abdel Al Marouki reports from Cairo. Vote is、um, extending in about more than 11,000 ballot stations across the country, and about 15,000 judges are supervising、um, this vote. 67 million Egyptians are eligible、um, to vote. Basically, about who is going to win, but rather how much support the Egyptian president has uh, uh, among uh, the voting、um, group. It's a reconfident statement、uh, for the leadership of the Egyptian president, especially that the three other candidates are not posing any serious challenge in terms of their popularity in this. Well, the three candidates, all of them are heads of、uh, opposition political parties.、Uh, Farid、uh, Zahran is the leader of the、uh, Socialist Democratic Party. He has been one of the most vocal、uh, people in terms of、um, criticism on、uh, the Egyptian administration led by the Egyptian president.、Uh, the second is、uh, Abdel Sana Diemama, the president、uh, of Al Wafd, the party, one of Egypt's oldest political、uh, parties. He is less critical to the president、um, than Zahran, but still he has his own、um, economic views. Specifically, who has been、uh, having a lot of、um, criticism to、um, the government's、uh, economic policies in general.、Uh, finally, Hazem Omar is the least vocal.、Uh, he, he appeared to be more or less a supporter of the、um, Egyptian、uh, president. I spoke to him, and he said that、uh, it doesn't matter who will win. But at the end of the day, he is calling people to support、um, the election、uh, process by showing a huge、uh, turnout. That was Abdel Al Marouki on the presidential election in Egypt. Talks aimed at restoring peace in Sudan have reportedly broken down. Mediators were chairing discussions between the Sudanese army and the rival RSF. The two sides have been fighting since April. Naba Mohidin has more. 
It's being reported locally that the talks being held in Saudi Arabia were halted because the two warring parties failed to agree on a number of key measures. The withdrawal of military forces from key towns has not happened, which was seen as a necessary step to try and bring an end to the violence. The Sudanese army says it now seeks a military resolution and aims to defeat the rebels after the suspension of the talks. Over 6 million people have been internally displaced since fighting broke out in April. The crisis has been accompanied by a worsening humanitarian situation with a shortage of food, an outbreak of diseases and an economic downturn. The conflict in the capital has caused mass destruction to the country's infrastructure. The failure of the peace talks comes at the U.S. State Department, says the two factions committed war crimes during the eight-month-long conflict. It appears to remain deadlocked, and the future of Sudan's conflict remains in the balance. That was Naba Muhyiddin reporting from Port Sudan. Finally, at the COP28 climate conference in Dubai, divisions remain at a conference to phase out fossil fuel. The president of the United Nations meeting is urging negotiators to work harder to find consensus as talks head into the final phase. Yasser Hakim has more from Dubai. One of the main talking points of the day was the confirmation that Azerbaijan will be the host of COP29 announced on late Saturday. And this means that for the second year in a row, an oil-producing nation will be the host of the top climate conference. Meantime, Sunday's theme was food, agriculture and water. Deforestation and biodiversity loss were the main focus of discussions in a number of sessions. On food and agriculture, the UAE welcomed the positive feedback to its declaration on sustainable agriculture, resilient food systems and climate action. So far, 152 countries have signed on to the declaration and the investment has swelled to $17 billion. Sunday marks the end of the thematic days for this year's conference. The focus now will be on the protracted negotiations to hammer out a final resolution, with major differences between delegates on issues like adaptation and the fossil fuel phase-out are still to be resolved. That was Yasser Hakim reporting from COP28. Now recapping today's headlines, Hamas says Israel will not be able to recover any of its hostages unless it engages in talks over conditional swap deals. Chinese President Xi Jinping is scheduled to pay a state visit to Vietnam starting Tuesday. And Javier Malay has been sworn in as the new Argentine president. And that's it for this edition of The Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Qi Zhi. Thanks for listening.